0: Hello, and welcome to the Eurowhat from whatelseison.tv. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Brazell. Hi, Ryan. Hello. And Ben Smith. Hi, Ben. Hi, Mike. We also have a special guest today, Barbara Sawhill. Hi, Barbara. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh, how's everyone doing this week? Oh, I'm good.
1: I'm fantastic. We might get a snow day on Wednesday, which I know the faculty that work at my campus are not thrilled about, but I am ecstatic. I could use a snow day.
0: But it's almost spring. <laughs> but it is like Bo-
2: Boston is getting what I hope is the last dregs of winter out of its system. It was in the twenties today, but hopefully, it looks like we got some warmer temperature warmer temperatures on the way. And how are things with you, Barbara?
3: Things are fine. The thought of more snow is not appealing, although I do have a pair of snowshoes, so I'm excited about that. That makes taking the dog out even easier. But yes, whatever Ryan gets, I get four days later. So good times. Nice. <laughs>
0: All right. So, Barbara, you are well, do you want to say like what you do and how you're connect how you are connected to your vision? <laughs> like why why are you here? Why did you join us? Today? Why why am I
3: here? <laughs> so, I think my my um Trajectory with Eurovision started at the, around the same time that Ryan's did, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It was the same, the same uh, esteemed Russian professor who wandered into Ryan's office and said, "You must see this now." And we were both um, hooked forever on on Eurovision. So I've been following it for many years. For me, it's um, it's sort of a harbinger of spring. You know, some people think about the swallows coming back to Capistrano. If you're in Ohio, it's the buzzards coming back to Hinkley. For me, it's Eurovision, and it's just the meaning that you know the end of winter it's coming, and soon it will be May, and we will have the finals, and it will be awesome. I've been following this from afar for many years and have been a frequent attendee of Ryan's parties, which are super awesome have come in costumes, scared small children with my costumes <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but I've also over the past couple of years thought about, I, I teach Spanish and it may not seem like a a, a perfect compliment, but I um, manage to incorporate Eurovision into my language classes um, in any way I possibly can, usually this time of year when everyone is about on their last nerve and the seniors realize there's less than 100 days until they graduate and then reality will hit. It, it's a very tense time in academia. So what I tend to do is bring out Eurovision around oh, April. And I've had a great time bringing out um, some of the more uh, wonderful videos like Verka Saduchka and um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I have used, L- ones that are not in, in a language other than English or are just so outrageous that you don't really understand. And what's going on? Um, Edurne from Spain was a favorite of my class. Oh, really? uh, it was yes, it was in Spanish, but um, but it, it but it was so fantastical. Her video, just with tiger tigers and cliffs, and and who knew what was going on in that video? Um, so we would create stories about who is this per- who is this person and what is going on in this video, and and what is the story behind the story, and what's going to happen once the video is over. Um, and I found it was a great antidote to um, either senioritis or oh my god is it ever going to stop snowing or you know those kinds of things that happen in the spring semester in in uh, college college and university life so if you're a language teacher out there I strongly recommend incorporating a few Eurovision videos um, and have your students tell stories about it because it is super fun
1: well, and particularly I mean I- Part of what you were saying was so interesting is you don't necessarily have to speak or be teaching the language that is being presented in the video. Sometimes it's better if you're not, right? Because then you can sort of make make up everything that's going on.
3: Absolutely. I mean like the what was it? A ninety the ninety second heart heavy metal one from last year. Um that was a couple years ago, yeah. yeah a couple of years ago, excuse me, um, that one was was worthy of all sorts Dynamoom of stories. Moon
1: Pizza or something uh, like that?
3: Something like that. And and last year's, I can't pronounce it, although I do remember sitting in a Wegmans parking lot trying to remember the, memorize the lyrics of uh, Francesco Gabbani, is that oh, right? Yeah. Uh, the the Italian entry. Um, you know, my students watched that and were completely perplexed. Like, why? Why is there a gorilla <laughs> in this? We do not understand what is going on. But they make great stories about it. So, no, you do not have to understand the the uh, language uh, that is being sung um but the stories are often quite fantastic well yeah and
2: like just to jump in on that myself like one thing i find really interesting is just being able to sort of under even though i don't speak a lot of languages when i'm watching the finals for example just sort of sitting there and sort of understanding by context what they're saying even though i don't speak swedish or norwegian or macedonian
3: right Yeah, it's it's great fun. So I I strongly recommend incorporating it into your curriculum and and uh, and students, I I, I think I've created a couple of converts, which is, of course, my goal um, through all of this. So
0: us too. So So yeah, like considering how this year is shaping up with so many entries in like non English, like Mm -hmm. how, how how do you feel about this year's field as as it's shaping up?
3: I'm fascinated. I mean, I love the songs that are in, in the home language. Um, I think that is just wonderful. And if possible, I will listen to, we have a couple songs today that we're going to talk about that have recordings in the home language, which I just thought were infinitely better than them trying to sing in English. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. I, I personally love the, uh, in the production of the finals when they do, as, and hopefully they'll do it again this year, where they have sort of vignettes about the home country, the host mm-hmm. country, um, and, and talk about that. That I think is always fascinating too, because it's a heck of an undertaking to to bring this production to, you know, fruition um, for the home country. So it's great. To, it's great promo for them as well. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So I hear Barbara that you have been a dedicated listener to our podcast. Is that is that true?
3: I have been. In fact, I have been listening to you all. Uh, is the, the theme of this year's um, of celebration anchors away or all aboard? All aboard. Just just like yeah. all, like board, yeah. all aboard. All aboard. Yes. So in, in, in keeping with that, the, the maritime motif, I have been listening to you while swimming. I have an iPod that can, can be submersible so I can put all of your podcasts in a queue and listen to them and I have to say that it's been fabulous I've been humming along uh, much to the consternation of many of the the uh, the lifeguards as they wonder why is this woman humming and swimming oh well okay fine Um, but I've also um, I've just enjoyed the fact that my my little iPod shuffle um, has a little button on it where it will tell you because there's no dial it will tell you um, read back to you the name of whatever it is you're listening to the song title or in this case the podcast title and I I have to say that it just absolutely adores the name of of your podcast. It is very reserved in most cases. You know, we'll say things like uh, the Daily, but for you guys, it says the Euro What <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> 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 which which brings me uh, just in, it just so much. I, I see, but so, that's the yeah. correct
1: pronunciation of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, props, props exactly, to your iPod exactly for getting it right.
2: Props
3: yes, to the Apple it got it right. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Apple. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes.
0: Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, uh, just kind of a follow up from uh, like our uh, Norwegian celebration last week. Uh, turns out we're also big in Slovenia. Uh, we hit number twenty four on their charts. So, hey, Slovenia,
4: um, yay!
0: Thanks, Slovenia. Uh, I'm not sure what we did, but we appreciate it. And, we'll uh, take it. We'll we, take it. We'll yeah. Take yeah. It. yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we are like twenty spots behind uh, an Electro Swing podcast, so we still have some work to do ahead of us. But th- thanks for everybody downloading and listening, and uh, tell your friends that uh, the Euro What <laughs> is uh, here to stay. So
2: tell your friends, and they'll go Euro What, and you'll be like, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's, that's it,
3: precisely. That that was the right answer
0: all right so this week we have the last six entries for 2018 we'll finally have the full field of 43 songs yeah so uh ryan do you want uh uh, ryan do you want to get us started
1: yeah so uh russia who um we all remember from last year there was a little bit of drama that they were supposed to compete ended up not competing they were gonna send uh yulia semilova and didn't for reasons that we don't necessarily need to get into. Promised to send her again the next year because they were not able to send her last year. They are following through on that process, which I appreciate.
2: Yeah, it's like good on them.
1: Uh, yeah. Good for Russia. Yeah. And they're actually I. Well, we'll get there in a second. But so Yulia Samalova. Um, her song is called I Will Break. No, I won't break. It's not called I Will Break You. It is called I Won't Break. <laughs> Let's take a quick listen to her song. So in addition to giving Russia props for actually following through on their promise to send her, I really appreciate that this is an actual entry as opposed to what they were trying to send her with last year, which was just really sort of low production, low quality. Um, yeah. What do y'all think of this song?
2: I'll go first. So again, like I completely agree. This is this is head and shoulders above last year, which was not not an entry. Let's be honest. It was it was it felt weirdly exploitive. But anyway, that's last year. This is this year. And this year is, is fine. It feels like a very kind of generic 2000s Eurovision song, and that's great. Russia, at least for like the last few years when they have entered, like it feels like they just sort of lock a couple songwriters in a room, uh, give them like 20 years worth of Eurovision data and tell them this. And this is what we got this year.
0: I actually kind of secretly hope that is their process. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that this is so much better than what they were sending last year. Like, last year just seemed kind of like a troll of being like, oh, we're going to send you the Eurovisionist entry, and you're going to make it, and she's going to sing, dang it. So as a pop song, this isn't really my cup of tea, but uh, like, as a Eurovision entry, I think it's fine. And it's Russia, so like, Russia's going to Russia, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I think it, it's a well-crafted song, so I think it builds well, like it's got an effective bridge. The last chorus is really strong. It actually even has a good ending, which I think is a real problem for a lot of Eurovision songs. Like, it's mm-hmm. got a lot of it, like t- checks right. a lot of the boxes. But I'm just like not at all emotionally attracted or attached at all. And nope. and some of that might just be that it's Russia, you know. And even Russia has a song that I really love. I as much as this is not a political contest, I can't take my politics out of you know the songs I'm listening right. to. This is not a thing that I personally can do. So some of it's maybe that. But what do you think, Barbara?
3: Um, so I'm looking at my notes and I, I did not, I just, I watched the video and my notes are lips, mountains, birds, lightning, extra teeth. What is going on here? Um, it was, it was, I mean, I finally figured it out towards the end. I thought the song was good. I thought it was, you know, it, there there was, there weren't any really flaws in terms of the, the presentation of it, but it, it didn't. It didn't really grab me. It, it, I, there are other songs that I, I can tell have grabbed me because I'm starting to hum them in, in, you know, as I go along. Um, I did enjoy the, um, the lyrics. There are things like ocean, emotion, and motion all rhyming, which I thought was, was very, was, you know, sort of typical of Eurovision, some of our favorite rhyming schemes. But, you know, overall, I thought, eh, she's, you know, she, it was a good song. Uh, I'm going to be very curious to see how it's presented on stage.
0: Yeah, I I think the structure of the song lends itself to a very interesting stage presentation. Like, I'm kind of reminded of their 2014 entry with the Chevy uh, sisters, um, where it's the same kind of boring song, but like, I don't know, they did that cool thing with the conjoined hair and then like the seesaw or whatever so i i, I think they could do something <laughs> you're making this sound caliber. like a creep fest so.
1: mike <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super creepy yeah.
4: well i
2: i'm not their art director they worked with that guy and that's what he came up with right mm-hmm. true and, and they did well they didn't well, do as well as Ukraine, <laughs> but... <laughs> exactly.
1: I, that was the one and only year that I've ever called from the beginning. I was like, oh, this song, if it... I, was, I basically said about Ukraine's song, if this doesn't get disqualified, it's going to win. Sure enough. Mm. Yep. Um, but speaking of being potentially disqualified, again, Russia is getting themselves into trouble. Mike, you mentioned Russia's going to Russia. There is a report that Russia may potentially not broadcast Ireland's entry. So Ireland's music video, I think as we talked about either last week or the week before, features two men... Uh, you know, to uh, it features a gay couple holding hands mm-hmm. um, and Russia is under the Russian broadcaster is under no obligation to broadcast like music videos and the sort of pre materials. They are required to broadcast the entire show, the entire live show if they preempt any of it or cut away from any of it. Um, they will be banned for the for the following year. So Russia is um, making noise about potentially not broadcasting Ireland's entry because it is propaganda. Um, because if there are gay oh, people, God. visibly gay people, that is propaganda, and they will not allow it. So. Maybe this will be, uh, you know, Russia sends Yulia and then doesn't go again next year. You know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. We'll we'll have to wait until the live broadcast to find out what happens.
2: I read that article and my main reaction was: so is is Russia familiar with the Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> 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 be, be, yeah, because I'm fair, fairly certain that while that video may be the first appearance of of that, uh, the contest itself has for many years.
1: Yeah, I mean every time, every time they pan to the audience. Well, and this yes. is
2: right. this, this is sort of the same thing where it's like I want to try and view these entries objectively and not bring politics into that, but like I can't really separate right. Russia's political choices from their entry, and like it feels like I said this last year when we were looking at Yulia's first entry, but it feels like their reaction to getting booed like a couple years ago was like, okay, you're going to boo us? Fine, we're going to send someone in a wheelchair. And that and then that didn't happen. And again, like there's there's kind of an exploitive angle that I don't like about that, even if even though the song this year is much better.
1: Yep, I agree. And And I thought it was really interesting. Sorry. Thinking about last year's music video that. Last year's music video for Yulia was basically her in her wheelchair on the stage. Um, It was really poorly produced. Um, The audience looked bored. I'm not even positive the audience shots were from people actually watching that performance, right? They might have just been cutaways for something else. Oh, yeah. The entire Mm. time
2: I was watching that video, I'm like, this audience is from a separate thing.
1: Yeah. And then this year's music video, they were basically putting her, her wheelchair front and center in last year's. And this year's, they are doing everything they can not to show that. So oh good. I, I I'm glad that you mentioned that too cuz that was kind of my takeaway from the yeah, video. Yeah, like that
2: was...
0: it was just like are they trying to mask that she's in a wheelchair? Like it, it was yeah. it was very strange yeah. how a lot of the shots were framed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, felt like, like let's, a let's... very
2: deliberate choice. Yes,
1: let's let's not show her from the sort of mid-chest down from the sternum down unless we're going to like put a Big old mountain over top. Yes, of yes, yeah.
2: exactly. <laughs> sort of like when when an actress would be pregnant and they just make sure that she was always carrying a <laughs> potted plant. Yeah. yeah.
3: Or yes. An, um,
1: it, it, yes. It, like on scandal. Yes. An yeah. entire like
3: magnum of wine or something. <laughs> or, yeah. or a chair. Why is this being yeah. shot from the floor through the arm of the chair? Yes, exactly.
2: But, <laughs> yes. but, but yes, if exactly. this is what Russia is doing for the video, like, are they just going to do like an in camera comp- composite? Just anytime yeah. they go for the wide shot, or what's going on? yeah
3: yeah hmm. so
1: russia's gonna russia mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know I, I don't think... finish
1: in the top 10 yeah russia's gonna I, I don't russia. think News i don't 11. think there's any there's no no danger of them winning this year i don't think, um, yeah, but, no. and I think you'll see.
0: yeah but i think also like there's no real expectation that ukraine is going to win so maybe well, the right. like trolling right. will be like kept to a minimum i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: yeah. see
3: so I understand, because I'm an avid listener, that um, Alexander Rybak is back for, uh, remind me which country? Norway. Norway, Norway yes. Um, so what's the chance that they could bring back Sergei Lazarov just forever? Because he's so awesome, and the, the videos that they produced for him were just amazing.
1: Uh, they could. I don't know that he would necessarily, you know, he's at a point in his career where he doesn't really need this.
3: Oh, but right? we and need he's, him. And he's, and he's, done, he's <laughs> done it the one time
0: do you follow him on instagram it, it, it's a good follow uh, uh, yes yes <laughs> yes and yes all right uh so yeah last weekend there was just like this onslaught of releases for like the final six entries and second one to drop on uh sunday was uh for fyr macedonia the group iq released their song lost and found
4: come and take me i can show you how it's done Will
0: So all four songs are by IQ. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we really need to like coin this term, this term, like the four song syndrome. We keep talking about it.
2: My main notes for this and like I had to do had to do some Googling for this, but like my, was like, OK, are we going to do the reggae number? Are we going to do the uptempo pop song? Zostodane that is <laughs> 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which, I, which, yes, I did look up Por qué no los dos in Macedonian
3: Right, right, yeah. very nice The Spanish teacher over here appreciates that, yes yeah, I
1: feel like, yeah, there are four songs in this one song And I would be okay with three of them when I first listened to the song, the beginning of the first verse, I was like, oh, the drums are doing something kind of strange. What's what's going on with those drums? And then it cuts to the reggae. And I was just like, oh, no, honey, please do not. No, please Oh, but please yes, stop. she
2: did. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's always nice to just have audio whiplash 15 seconds into a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be like, OK, cool. We're getting Nope. We are not getting that at all. We are getting a different thing. And it's changed again.
1: Hard pass on the reggae. I would love to see reggae at Eurovision. Not like this. Right.
3: And I just couldn't get past. uh, I, again, watched the video. I couldn't get past the eyelashes, eyeballs on the dress thing. I was just very confused by the costuming that was going on here. Yeah, there's just
0: so much going on with this entry. And, like, I'm just not able to connect with any of it. I mean, part of it is it's drawing from... A lot of song styles that i'm just kind of like eh, about like i'm really not a reggae fan at all <laughs> but it, it's also just kind of pulling in the specific elements from each of those genres that are just like really and yeah and then by the time that i'm almost on board with what they're doing then it just totally switches <laughs> to a different style and just
4: kidding yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, i mean I, it's just like I, it's
0: like they took the all aboard theme and like <laughs> way applied too it literally. to the song yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't know, like I'm on board with probably about two and a half out of the four songs, and yeah. like except for like the brief fifteen minute reggae sections, I find this a really interesting song. I'm not sure if I'm not sure yet if I mean interesting as in this is actually interesting. Or interesting in the derogatory midwestern way oh yeah. yes <laughs> like in the bless your heart sort of way yes <laughs> the, the the minnesotan oh well th- that's different oh mm-hmm. yeah that
3: used to be the kiss of death if my father would say something was interesting you knew that- oh yeah oh. no like I, you know oh. i can tell yeah. when
2: my when my mom is just is just barely tolerating something well it was unique oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I mean to her credit, she has a good voice. It, and and it's oh, yeah. I mean she she hangs yeah, in she, there. Yeah. Um but there just it just was a hot mess. It was just so many things going on and, and I think your idea of sort of audio whi- whiplash is an excellent one. That's where I was with this too.
2: I mean, on the other hand, like I feel like just based on this video it like it has the potential to be one of those entries that is so entertaining in its <laughs> in its weirdness that it kind of squeaks through.
0: I don't know though, because like la- last year, uh, their entry, Dance Alone, that was an amazing music video. Like yep. that, that was top notch quality. And then the performance, the live performance was, it was okay. I thought it, it would have snuck into the final and it did not. And like this one, I don't feel is at that level, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it seems to be connecting with the audience. Like it, it's it's gotten a lot of YouTube play. I mean, in... I,
2: I I would like I would put it up there. I can see it placing similarly to like a couple years ago Belarus's entry, where the guy was like naked with the wolves in like the video clip. <laughs> like I can like that one was a real close eleventh. I could see this one being a real close eleventh. Right. <sighs> yeah <laughs> which is yeah not a which is not necessarily the greatest trajectory for this song but like depending on how they stage this
0: yeah this one's definitely going to come down to the staging cause, like the video i think that's the part of the video that i find kind of baffling where it's just you've got the guitarist and the drummer and they're not really doing anything because like with the reggae it's just like a very slow drum beat and just like individual plucks of the guitar and it's like what are they going to be doing on stage like there's just nothing dynamic about that exactly. and do you think I don't that,
1: know, do you think no. that countries could like if they're not using any that they're not using some of their six spots that they can like loan them to other people so that like Georgia for example can have more than like cuz Georgia's the like the group that they're coming from has like 12 people in it or something right hmm. and they can only like let 5 or 6 do you think that like
0: just sort of sublet
1: yeah, they could just be yeah, like, well, like
2: give uh, these
1: like either give these three or like let three of your people come on stage with us and just kind of be there so they can at least be on the stage. Right. That might make this a little more interesting. I like I don't know what's going to this is just not good. This is going to be like an enforced bathroom break for me. <laughs> if unless something like major comes up in the semifinals, I'm going to be like, no, I'm hitting the bathroom during this entry no matter what
2: i'm just picturing a situation where where this system is implemented and there's just like a number where you have the macedonian entry performing and in the background there's just three chairs that contain members of the norwegian delegations <laughs> <laughs> and like, just like a commentary going now if in the background those are not actually part of the macedonian entry those are just three norwegians that exactly, yes, I, exactly. I like that
1: i like that
0: yeah and they're doing the choreography for like the Norway number but uh like they're just trying to it's apply like,
3: it to like worry, one of the four songs later. and <laughs> Right well, and because this is Eurovision, is there any potential for pyrotechnics in here? Could that save this in any way? There, is,
1: there are always
2: <laughs> potential. But it's, for, it's Eurovision, there's always room for pyrotechnics. Yes,
1: it's like you've never watched the show or something. I guess.
3: <laughs> well, I'm hope I I am secretly hoping for another piano on fire. I mean, that was that was great. Um, oh, we'll
1: probably get I'm that sure with. We'll get um, that. Ukraine.
3: Oh, true. True, true, true. But yeah, I don't know if I don't even know if, if pyrotechnics could save this. Perhaps it could. Or glitter or, you know, something. But
2: um, just, just a very large wind machine.
3: Ooh, yes. nice. That blows them all mm. off stage. Oops, yeah. I that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, I just I just I'm bored by this entry. That's all. I don't hate it. I'm just bored by it.
0: So, an entry that I don't think anybody
2: is going to be bored by. Yeah. Uh, um, ben, do
0: you want to take this? Yes, one? I will yes. take this one because
2: the last time you guys discussed this, I was on a boat. On a boat? On a boat. Yeah, you, you guys, just just having watched our preparation this week, you guys have a lot to to, to say about this one. So, let's start off with a clip.
4: You're divine, and he's about to regret. He's a bug-a- 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 bug-a-
2: I'm going to let the two of you discuss this first, and then I will come back with my thoughts having returned from the sea. (laughs) I feel like this might be a trap. I don't (laughs) know. Why would you think that, Mike? When have I ever set up a trap?
1: I I will go first. This song is objectively perfect, and I will hear nothing to the contrary. (laughs) (laughs) Change my mind.
3: Drop (laughs) Mike. Done.
1: (laughs) No, seriously. I love this song so much. So much. The first time I listened to it, was actually the first 10 times I listened to it because it definitely went on repeat and I spent like 30 minutes dancing in my office. I was in my office to do some homework. I was procrastinating and played it and it was half an hour later before I stopped listening to it. I love it. I love the structure of it. I love the personality of it. One concern that I have about this, well, I have two concerns really. Um, One concern is that in the music video, the music video is amazing Mm -hmm. and the editing is doing a lot of the work So I'm a little concerned about how they're going to actually translate that energy and style onto the stage. I don't think it's impossible. I think that Netta um, Barzilai, who is the singer... Has a lot of live performance experience, and she's won some other songs, uh, some other song contests, and stuff. Um, so I don't think that'll be a problem. I'm just interested. Um, the other problem I have with it is, much like I can't take politics out of this with Russia, I really can't take Israeli politics out of this. So I am rooting for this song to lose by one point. Is what's <laughs> happening with me? And this song. Oh my! Goodness. I love it to pieces. I love the song. I want it to lose by one point, so, to like Sweden or somebody.
3: So Ryan, can I ask you a question? There is, uh, sure. I know that Eurovision is part of what Eurovision is about is incorporating technology. And there is technology in this song. Can you explain this to me? The is it the looping? Is that what it's called?
2: Yeah Ryan, if if you
3: can't, I can. Okay.
2: Yeah, well I was gonna
1: say, Ben, you probably can do a better job on this part on this piece than I can.
2: Right. Yeah. So let's circle back on that. But Mike, what were your thoughts on this song?
1: Oh,
0: I completely agree that this is just an objectively awesome awesome song so in typical eurovision fashion like uh there was a leak of the song before it was officially released so this would have been uh saturday night like a week ago this past saturday and uh there was a studio cut that was released and like the first listen to it was like okay i can sort of pick up what's going on here but you could sort of tell that it was still a rough cut like it didn't have all the like finer tweaks to it uh and then the video dropped and I was just blown away by it. And it was just like, oh, I need to keep track of this one. <laughs> and so as followers of the site might remember from last year, I was doing a lot of uh YouTube analysis and uh that sort of thing. So I, I really started keeping track of what was happening with this uh with this track and uh toy hit 1 million views in less than 48 hours and that um, was just from That was
3: just Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I yeah, I know I I was responsible for at least 4% of that. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean there's only been a handful of this year's entries that have crossed the 1 million views mark. Uh the the previous high water mark was held by Czech Republic and that video has been up for like well over a month at this point. So the fact that she caught up to that in like record time is amazing. Uh, by the one week mark. So like, uh, this past Sunday, uh, she was up to 4.9 million views. And I was like, all right, I should probably start looking at like what the view counts were for, uh, previous years. Uh, Sweden had the most viewed video, uh, prior to last year's contest. And that was only at 3.3 million. In 2016, France had the most viewed video and that was at, oh yeah, uh, 6.4 million. So this song will probably hit that number. Probably by this weekend, if not sooner. so like this is a total viral video. Uh, I think my favorite comment on it uh, that I've seen on YouTube is my wig has flown to Mars <laughs> <laughs> I cannot agree with that more. Yeah. So um yeah, I am totally on board with this. I hope it wins by more than one point. so <laughs> that's fair. Well Barbara, what do you th- what do you think about it? So
3: I have this on constant loop between this song and the Slovenian entry. Le- Lea Cirque mm. and I'm I'm I think both of them ho- I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly Huala Ne, Ney excuse Huala. me yep. um yep. so but my concern is that with two songs that they're not the same but they're stylistically kind of very different from all of the ballads let's say and mm-hmm. and certainly yeah, different sure. from whatever that reggae thing reggae-esque thing was that FYR Macedonia gave us um can they possibly cancel each other out no.
0: No. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no. That is another concern that I do have about Israel's entry is that it's burning really hot and really bright right now, but it's still eight weeks until the contest. So... I don't – it could fall off a cliff. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. And, I mean, the trajectory that it has now, like, it seems to be – it's leveling off, but I don't think – I've not seen, like, backlash or anything about it. Like, if if anything, I'm seeing more, like, viral things of, like, dance troops using the song and and that sort of thing.
1: Well, and I I think – and Ben can explain the vocal looper thing, but I think the fact that she's going to be using the vocal looper, Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be – I don't feel like she will have exactly the same – performance on the stage as we have all been will have been listening to for you know two months by that time so that i think she will um she has a unique ability to bring a freshness to her stage performance vocally because of that vocal looper so so yeah ben do you want to maybe explain that and then give us your thoughts
2: yeah so like i really really like artists that do live vocal sampling as part of their their live show so uh, a couple examples that come to mind uh kt tunstall is a little bit more on the pop side, a little bit more on the folk side, but like a huge part of her live shows is that you know she can either have a full backing band or she will essentially like build things up with a loop pedal just from her guitar or from percussion, or from a tambourine, that sort of thing. And it's really cool watching the pieces of a song suddenly click together and become the full thing. Uh, similarly, and I think this one is probably a little bit closer to what I've seen Neta doing. Uh, is Jamie Woon is this uh, sort of electro soul artist out of the uk where he does a lot of the same things with like a vocal with like a sampler that looked a lot more similar to what netta uses where he will build things up either using beatboxing or repeated vocal samples just sort of layering those chords so again like i'm interested to see how this song gets built live whether it's going to be largely backing track or if she's going to be building up those various elements and setting them off Uh, so you guys have been very very effusive in your praise of this song i really like it but like my main thing is that this is the sort of song and artist that does that deserves like a slightly better launch platform than the than the eurovision song contest tends to be like this is something that should go viral because of buzzfeed or go viral because it appeared on the ellen show Mm. that i like netta too much to let her win eurovision and then like never release anything else that we hear from again i am okay with that yeah like i i totally side (laughs) with ryan that i want this i i'm completely fine with the song being like top five I'm not sure I want it to win and like the other thing that I, I think I share with Ryan is that I want to know what the live performance for the song looks like You're right because looking at lo- a lot of the clips of how she got to this point, you know the the performance itself is very is is dynamic but that mostly comes from there being dancers around her or mm-hmm. other stuff going on in the in the camera angles whereas she's just sort of at her sampler kind of building things up and i would i really want to see something a little bit more dynamic
0: did you see the rising star performance uh that we clipped from uh when we talked about her initially
2: i have not like i I went looking for something similar to that i went i wanted specifically to see this song played and i've seen her Ah, i see i think i saw her cover uh one of israel's past entries hallelujah
4: Hmm. Mm Hmm.
2: and again like that that seemed very energetic and i was into it but again i wanted i want them to figure out how to stage this so that it's as dynamic as the music video they've come up with because, like you, like you pointed out, like the cuts and the editing and the dancers are doing a lot of the work there.
1: I I have to say, Ben, I'm really glad to hear you say that because I was holding my breath thinking that you were going to say you didn't like it, and it was gonna be, it was gonna be really hard to do a podcast with you not talking to no, 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 you for the next yeah. several weeks. So I'm really glad that you have the opinion that you do.
0: Well, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I thought I, this was gonna I, be another but, Netherlands Ireland trap.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Uh,
2: But yeah, but no, I I like the song, but I I want good things for it and for Netta. And I think that winning Eurovision might not be a good thing. Hmm.
3: So could I ask a question? I am the woman of questions tonight. Um, In terms of, uh, I I really like this song and I like sort of the message of the song as well. I'm not your toy. Mm -hmm. Um, The Me Too movement can that bring something to this can that cause an uptick in in voting
0: i think it's possible i i know that as soon as the video dropped, like all of the blogs were connecting it to the me too movement and and like using that hashtag in in their uh posts and stuff like for good or for ill mm-hmm. but anyway um <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean I, I i think that is going to be part of it and kind of going back to the buzzfeed thing like I find that BuzzFeed is a little late to the party when they're talking about Eurovision. Like, they don't really talk about it until the day of. So I think this could become, like, a BuzzFeed darling as soon as there is live video of it. Like, I don't know, maybe we should, like, drop something in their inbox now and be like, you should be looking at this.
1: One thing that I did see, so I was after I got done listening to the song like 10 times um, when it first dropped, I went looking to see what other people were saying about it. And there was one um, person that made a, like a reaction video. I, I did not know before, like the last couple of years, that Eurovision reaction videos were such a thing. I don't really understand how this is such a cottage industry, but OK. So I found this one and and it, there was this guy that was saying, I love the song, except I feel like there's a lot of men who are not going to like being called stupid boy. And so she should maybe change that lyric because men men don't want to be called stupid boys. And I was like, I, well, but she's not calling men. She's calling a person mm-hmm. a stupid boy. Like this is very clearly targeted at an individual. So uh, on the one hand, could the Me Too movement, could that mean that a lot of people are voting for it? yes. However, it could also, you know, be like salt in the wound for other people who are not on board with Me Too. Um, so I, I think it could be potentially pretty controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, we'll, I, again, we'll just have to wait and see how that falls out.
2: On the other hand, like my immediate reaction to that person's feeling of men aren't going to be like being called stupid is, have you seen men? We are idiots. <laughs> 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 on a good day. Well said. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally, there is only singular nouns used. It is boy. You stupid boy, Mm -hmm. right? Not you stupid boys, not lots of people. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, I am all on board with Israel, except for the fact that it's Israel. Except for it's Israel. I love this song. I love Netta. I want her to do really well. I refuse to look up anything about her and her personal life because I don't want to know what her politics are. So I don't want (laughs) to just ruin it for me yeah that that
0: that is kind of like what my concern is where it's just like oh no she's the favorite and like being declared the favorite is just never works out for well it it rarely works out like didn't work out for italy last year did not work out for russia the year before and worked uh, okay for
1: sweden the year before that
3: yeah
0: but that that's kind of more of the exception also 2015 was kind of anyway uh, (laughs) yeah but it was the leather pants i mean
3: let's be real it was the leather pants (laughs) yeah
0: but it, it it's like my whole fear theory. I don't know what to call it, but it's just like, OK, if you're in interviews, just don't say anything racist, homophobic or transphobic. Please, please just, like, just day on weeks. message. Right. Yeah. 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 And and I think she's going to be capable of that. Like um, she she seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So,
1: <laughs> yes, I'm going to I'm Liza said I'm just going to stay away from live interviews mm-hmm. so I can keep 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 on keeping on with that.
3: Can I ask where she falls in terms of the semifinals? She is in the
0: first semifinal. We still need to go th- through the first semifinal just to be like we we keep on saying like oh that's going to be the uh like really easy one to get through and I don't think that's really the case anymore. Uh, uh, a lot of the heavy favorites are in the first semifinal this year. So, but it's it's because they're not the usual suspects. Right. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go Netta! Woo. <laughs> yeah. Right. So also finally. Finishing up their process <laughs> after 30 years um is Lithuania. I swear, I swear, I feel like we have talked about this country eight times already. I was like, wait, we already talked about Lithuania. No, we've just talked about how it's still. Yeah, going yeah we
2: just had that end uh, of episode. Yep, Lithuania is still having semifinals.
0: When we were recording last week, we were recording Sunday afternoon and we finished, and I looked at my RSS feed and it was like, oh man, Lithuania still hasn't <laughs> finished their selection yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: just like, they're it's only six acts in it.
1: What's going <laughs> They're on? They're very <laughs> careful. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> so their artist is named Yeva Zazib Muskaita. Her song is "When We're Old." She. One thing I think is kind of ironic about this: she got a perfect score in the first heat, which was back in what, like January or something. <laughs> like they could have just they could have just stopped the contest. I mean, like, no, we're good. We got it. That's fine. Got it in one. You know. But they didn't. They kept going. So she got 22 points in the quarter, final and in the final. So she has been pretty much the favorite the entire time. Let's take a quick listen to her song, When We're Old.
4: These are the reasons I can't let you go. Oh, let's sing this song.
1: What do you think about this one, Barbara?
3: So I watched the video. Um, I've had this on on Spotify and on a perf- on a loop all the time, and I really like the song. I have come to come to like it. I think she has a beautiful voice. Um, it's very fragile. I think. I, I don't know how this is going to come in, in terms of the staging. I don't know what this is going to look like. This is not a song. I don't think it's going to have pyrotechnics. Um, it could. It could be interesting if they did. Um, but um, but the video, I swear, I thought I was watching like a Zell Jams commercial, you know, how all the pharmaceutical commercials or everything's in slow-mo. It, it just, I really, the video turned me off. So I watched the, uh, I, excuse me, I listened to the song over and over. And, and I think it's very sweet. I think it's, it's, it's it's a very nice song. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Um, so that those are my thoughts. How about you, Mike? It's a very pretty song. It kind of reminds me of Portugal's entry,
0: where it's just mm-hmm. this kind of meandering, meditation, kind of chill out vibe. But I agree. It, it's like going all the way around the block just to get next door it doesn't even get really to there's not really a hook to the song but like the thing that's closest to a hook it doesn't get there until like well past the halfway point and if the staging is going to be the same as it was uh on the lithuania's selection it's just her like kind of under a spotlight sitting down in the center of the stage it's definitely not going to be like super dynamic or no. anything but i guess it's kind of going into the theory that portugal was Trying to push last year, where it's just like, yeah, just a pretty song sung well, and maybe just trying to bank on that. I don't know, Ben.
2: So I, as per usual, have a very roundabout way of getting to my thoughts on this, but trust me, it will get there. So, uh, so I work <laughs> going around the block <laughs> yeah, to go next yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. Year, <laughs> I'm going around the block to get next door. Uh, so I work for a Dutch company. Uh, occasionally, from time to time, I have to VPN into our Dutch servers to do work in the database. And since I don't pay for Spotify at the moment, I get ads and I forget that I'm on the, usually I forget that I'm on the VPN until I start getting ads in Dutch, which, which is great. Like the, the Dutch ads are far better than the U.S. ads. (laughs) One of them that I get is for this, is for one of the built-in Spotify playlists over there called Coffee Tight, which is just like, (laughs) which that's just the voice of the announcer. It's just great. But it's just all sorts of stuff like this, where it's very piano driven and very coffee shop. And like this song just made me. Think about that. And like, I wouldn't kick it off of like the Spotify playlist if it came up for me, but like, it just doesn't hit me as dynamically as some of the other songs have this season. I completely agree that this feels like a very stripped back staging, maybe, maybe, uh, them at a piano. But yeah, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, there's just other stuff that's, that's moved me this season at this point. Yeah, and that piano's not gonna burst into flames, I don't think. Aww, so you know. nuts. Maybe it will. Oh, you,
3: do. sorry, you don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. This is, I, I live with that hope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I agree with all of you that um this is clearly trying to go for the same angle that Portugal did last year. It's it's sort of aiming at a small cozy song. Um I like your word though, Barbara Fragile. Like my thing mm. is that it, it's aiming for small and cozy, but it just feels kind of sparse and cold. Yeah. Like um, Portugal song last year makes me think of like, you know, sitting by a fire or with a glass of wine or whiskey or whatever and just kind of hanging out with a loved one or something. And this just feels like musically speaking, like there are moments where two entire measures or go by and there's not really anything happening. And yeah. I-, I went back and listened to Portugal again and that's just – there were a couple of t- – um, there was only once or twice in Portugal song last year where that was the case and it was filled with these warm, open strings. Yes. Right? And in this song from Lithuania, it just kind of, there's not much. The the instrumentation is so sparse that when two measures go by with nothing, when when basically half of your verse is nothing, it just feels cold. And so I I feel like it doesn't go anywhere. They're aiming for what Portugal did. I don't think they're quite getting there. I like this song as a song, and I think that sparseness works for the song. I just don't think it works for Eurovision.
2: One thing that I wonder is if them taking so long in their selection process and sort of releasing their song towards the end of the release period for entries it sort of works against them in that like it feels like okay so you guys took like 12 weeks for this mm-hmm. and like if you look at the actual scoring like this got like a perfect score in in heat one and it's semifinal and then like in the in the final rounds was getting like 22 out of 24 points so this is like a clear favorite. Like you could just like pause the competition at week three and be like, "Nope, we're good."
3: So I listened to this in the home language in in because they released a, a version in Lithuanian. It's beautiful. Her voice doesn't isn't more dynamic by any means, but um, it just felt different. Uh, yeah, I I I worry about. Her ability to, to, to sort of do, go the long haul, because it, goodness knows if they make it to the finals, there's several times they have to sing this, right? I really love her voice, but I, I worry about it sort of crinkling and, and sort of fading away um, in many ways.
0: One of the more anticipated entries uh, to get selected uh, was Bulgaria's. They have composed a supergroup named Equinox. The group contains Zana Bergendorf, who won Bulgaria's version of The X Factor. Uh, Vlado Mihailov, who was part of the backup for last year's entry uh, from Bulgaria. Uh, He's also a frontman for a couple of Bulgarian music groups. Uh, Georgi J.J. Simeonov, who was in a boy band, and now he teaches pop and R&B masterclasses. I would love to sit in on one of those. <laughs> Trey Campbell, who is a songwriter, uh, he's written stuff for BB REXA and Adam Lambert. Uh, he was also part of uh, Bulgaria's production team the last couple of years. And the one that's probably the most noteworthy for uh, the our American audience is uh, Johnny Manuel. Uh, Who was on America's Got Talent last year? Uh, He made it to the semifinals. Uh, You may remember his audition uh, if you watch that show. Uh, He did a cover of Whitney Houston's uh, I Who Have Nothing. Yeah, pretty impressive. We'll have a link to that video in the show notes. Uh, But let's take a listen to Bulgaria's entry Bones.
4: your soul I love beyond the bounds I love beyond the bounds I love beyond the bounds wanna be the fire
0: So Ben what do you think of this entry
2: so one thing that's really impressed me about bulgaria's entry since they returned to the competition a few years ago is they've always felt really really slickly produced and like it feels like they are taking a very calculated approach you know sort of along the lines of you know if we're going to come back we're going to try and do this right and try and win Mm -hmm. but like that said like something about this song just feels kind of underbaked to me this year like it feels like it feels like they they hit about minute three and it's like oh crap we're done When it feels like there's Mm. like a bridge or something missing from this song, and it doesn't stick with me like like uh, Paulie Genova's entry a few years ago did, or even like last year's ballad did.
1: Yeah, I I love the idea of the song. I'm not really completely on board with on board with the execution of it. Um, I think having sort of building this kind of super group is not necessarily a good look for the Eurovision stage because you know if you have a boy band and you follow that boy band over time, you can sort of build a relationship with the one, right? There's the like the weird one, there's the like preppy one, there's the jock one, right? You can build your sort of relationship with the one that you like the best. And that's just not the case with what's happening at Eurovision. You have three minutes to get in and out. And so I think, I mean, there's two main vocalists and then I guess the other three backing. But I just, that sort of issue of having a lot of people on stage that doesn't a lot of sort of forward, you know, front ish people on stage doesn't necessarily work very well. The lyrics are a little wonky. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, even for Eurovision, look like I've, I've, I've stopped talking so much about Eurovision lyrics because there's only so much you can expect. But like this, the opening lyric, love is like a black hole, everything is dark. I was like, just like what is going on? Like, do you need some help, man? Do you need to do, like therapy? Is, is Bulgaria like, is
2: everything okay.
3: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that as a tribute to Stephen Hawking who died this week, but you know, but that that's Aww. just me. Yeah, but this, <laughs> but no, but this but song was no. a while ago. And right? like, no.
1: It's like, love is like a black hole, it'll, it'll crush you? Yeah. Like, is that what you're trying to say? I don't understand.
2: Yeah, for, for me, like the the central crux of the chorus of I love you for more than just your bones yeah just, just like <laughs> separate out from from the context of the song it's just like a real weird thing like like you're just gonna wake up in a bathtub with but with your kidneys missing <laughs> yes. yes I love you for more than just your bones I also like your vital organs right yeah
1: and 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 i get yeah the sentiment that like i love more than just your body i love your soul as well like that's a really nice sentiment but yeah just the execution of the way that they go about it it's like you're talking about my bones man like that's weird that's just
3: weird i agree and i i'm personally i i like to look at lyrics and 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 sort of dissect some of the rhyming schemes the fact that bones and soul seem to somehow (laughs) rhyme in this song i found really kind of fascinating um
1: I well, I it's an internal rhyme with the O. I mad mean, I, that I, I, I that suppose,
3: like that. but yeah, but I, I wrote down major fireworks potential because I figured that's the only thing that could save this in some way could we get some pyrotechnics on this one
2: um and like one thing that that you sort of touched on, Ryan, is that just like the weird structure of the group, like I watched the video and then looked at our show notes for this one, and like had I not done that, I would just assumed that equinox is just like one person, which if they're trying to build like a whole five distinct vocalist thing not great
0: i thought the way that they have dropped this has been kind of weird like this is the second to last entry to be revealed and yet it's being revealed by way of a lyric video and like as as we have discussed the lyrics are word salad so it just kind of it's forcing us to think about
2: things that we probably shouldn't be thinking about (laughs) um
1: we had the same conversation about sweden
2: from 2015 though
1: and look what happened with it
2: I, i i don't really see that happening with this one
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's weird, like, watching the video, and this, this is sort of the same thing that happened with. Uh, Austria a couple weeks ago, where it was just like, okay, I watched the video first, and it's like, eh, but then, like listening to it like as a Spotify track, it's like, okay, I can sort of get on board with this, but really, this feels like a sequel to Skeleton's uh, Azerbaijan entry from last year. So, just <laughs> oh, I never more thought specific. of that.
3: That's so true. <gasps>
0: yeah, just just in terms of like the like spooky style, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a werewolf, bar mitzvah. I don't are, are, are you are you, in,
1: are you intending to make? That pun—it's not my fault that
2: the two sound very similar. <laughs> and then, no, like the I other thing is just sort of the the sewn together supergroup sort of reminds me of Armenia's entry from a few years ago. Yes, I was, yes, I was yes. exactly. One too. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, at least that one, there was a clear purpose to that. Where it's like, okay, it's like six Armenian artists from, from all over the world, yep. like uh, coming together to talk about this. Non-political, totally political message. Totally not political, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this group and this may just be because, like, we're not in Bulgaria. Why are these people being thrown together? Particularly this guy from Flint, Michigan. Like
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> how, how did you get to Bulgaria? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just totally random. I think I like this song, but I'm I'll be very curious to see how this is received at Eurovision. I mean, again, this is another one that's getting a lot of uh, YouTube love. It's in the top five according to the bookmakers. So
3: really, uh, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That? I,
1: I like the atmosphere that this song creates. Even mm-hmm. if there's like little things that I think are weird, ultimately this is one of the f- sort of few songs right now that when it comes up on shuffle on Spotify, I do not skip it. I like reliably do not skip it. I think
0: this one's maybe like a slow build which is kind yeah. of what their song last year it was. was. Like yeah. I mean I I liked that one initially but uh yeah, as the contest grew closer, it's like, oh man, I really like beautiful mess and I think this song has that sort of potential, but yeah, just just don't put the word salad right in front of my mm-hmm. face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get get a new YouTube video and yeah, we'll will see <laughs> yeah, how Yeah, it like goes. right now I'm just,
2: I'm still just like stuck on that chorus, like Equinox wants you to know, girl, that they're not just into your bones, they are also into no. your pancreas. It's
0: such good bile. No. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ben, take
2: us home. Okay, so Many, many weeks ago, we started out this podcast with the announcement that Georgia had announced that Iria was going to bring their particular blend of ethno fusion with jazz elements, whatever the heck that was, to the contest. And it took them all of those weeks to finally release the dang song. One thing I would like to note is that I was very mean just there and in general to the concept of ethnofusion with jazz elements <laughs> which I still hold sounds like part of a gymnastics routine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was also very surprised that apparently this is what that is. Uh,
1: this is not what that is this, though. Y- this, there, no. <laughs> yeah. no part of this meets my I don't know what I think ethnofusion with jazz elements. Let's go mean, down but the checklist.
2: Ethno. Not really. No. Fusion? No. Mm. Jazz elements?
1: Yeah. Okay. There, there are some jazz elements. I get the jazz elements.
2: Mm-hmm. I also get. The there's jazz. like a
1: there's like a guitar.
2: That's a jazz element. <laughs> there's guitar and there's someone dancing in the curtain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I that curtain thing. So I have friends who live sort of an hour away from me, and their daughter, who is I guess she's eight now, but when she was like younger, four or five, she would do this thing where she would like go into the curtain in the in the dining room and pretend to be the curtain monster. And it's a thing that she still does now, but just like as a tongue in cheek thing. It, that's a curtain monster mm-hmm. that they have in their video. That's exactly what that is.
3: It totally is. It ha- can't be anything else but.
2: Anytime I see, and this feels like a trope at this point of just somebody in like kind of like a diaphanous piece of fabric moving around. And it just feels like they're trying to insist via shorthand no, 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 no. This is serious art. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, this song. So the first two minutes of the song, I was like, what is happening? I don't. This is kind of meh. It's just boring. The last 45 to 60 seconds, so like the last third of it kind of sounds like the closing number of a musical, Um, which I enjoy. I was like, oh, this is good.
2: Yeah, like there, Can you, there is some really beautiful vocal interplay in like the last minute that it needs yeah. to get too faster.
1: That's right. It, we need to not have a two-minute intro when you have a three-minute song. You need to get to the point much more quickly, and it just—it just doesn't get there. I feel like I was almost completely checked out by the time it came in, and I was dedicated to watching this video. Mm-hmm. Someone who is not is going to be checked out after, you know, twenty, thirty seconds at most. So they, the the build is way too slow, and there's not quite enough payoff for that.
2: Well, yeah, and like in my notes, I have that kind of had like like the opening had kind of like a fancy department store music feel. <laughs> nice yeah yep yeah no
3: <laughs> yeah
0: for me pulling the clips for this week's episode i had a lot of trouble figuring out like what 30 second chunk i could pull <laughs> out of this song to really encapsulate it um in any sort of meaningful way mm-hmm. and i like the song i think mm-hmm. I, I, again it's like a very pretty song sung well i don't know if it's a good eurovision entry like the one the song that it reminded me most of was uh, croatia's entry from 2013 that was a uh six-man choral group that originally they were supposed to be performing acapella but then they like threw in a backing track but it was just like all of these very strong male voices uh singing a rather pretty song but uh the problem that croatia had was like since it was six male voices they had to figure out how to move around the stage, and they did not know how to move around the stage. Like the advantage that Georgia has this year is since it's a band, they can at least be playing instruments. They they have something that their hands can do during the performance. But right, yeah, it's just I I don't know what there is to latch onto with this one. It's certainly not something that you're going to be like singing along with or tapping your toes or anything like that. But but yeah, it is very pretty to listen to. So I'm I appreciate this entry. I just don't know if it's going to be successful.
3: And this group is very well known in Georgia. Am I correct that it's it's known for its polyphonic singing? Um
0: I assume so. They have zero web presence, which is very irritating because I'm still not sure if Iriao is the correct pronunciation of their name.
3: Yeah, I was, I mean, I did a little bit of what little I could. There's sort of a a, a half-hearted, I think, Wikipedia entry for them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and it sounded like they were a formidable group. And and yet the presentation of, at least in the video, was was I, I felt myself, I feel like Ryan, it got better towards the end and I was waiting for more and then the song ended. Um, so I don't know how they're gonna if there's a, even a possibility of rescuing this uh, in a stage performance. I certainly hope they scrap the the lady in the curtain um, because I don't know what that was doing.
2: I mean, if there's any saving grace of that, like I think they have seven members, so they already have to cut one from the performance. They definitely don't have a oh, dancer. Oh wow, perfect.
1: I don't know. The woman in the curtain might be the only thing interesting happening <laughs> on
2: stage. So I say bring her along. Maybe cut two members and bring in a dancer, <laughs> or bring in two
3: curtain monsters. Right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: I think part of it is this group just seems like kind of a mismatch for Eurovision. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like they should be in a different type of music competition.
2: Yeah, there should be a jazz song contest for them.
1: Or There there are a million ways to bring in sort of an ethnic sound. Other countries do it all, all the, the time. time like all different oh, kinds yeah. of music. This is just not a good to entry To
2: reprise my thoughts from all of those weeks ago, like, I don't think of jazz and Eurovision in the same frame
1: yeah particularly like
0: this
2: kind of jazz elements where you need like five minutes georgia knows that they're going to be given three so they keep trying to send these things and it keeps not working out and they keep not learning
0: <laughs> yeah although if they go ladies and gentlemen miss and she is the curtain monster like <laughs> 12 points oh, all the way <laughs>
1: that absolutely needs to be this entry the Dita Von Teese burlesque curtain monster. Just, just like. that, okay, that's my new Halloween costume. I'm claiming that right now. I am claiming that for Halloween. No one is allowed okay. to usurp me on that. Can I ask Barbara? Do you have a favorite for this year? Since this, since we may not hear from you again on the podcast, you may
3: not hear from me again. Um, I, I c- continue to be. I mean, I'm. I think Israel is amazing. Um, I, I tend to, for me, a, a wonderful Eurovision song is one that I would be happy to be singing at full volume in my car on the New York through way, driving between New England and Ohio. So I think Netta is up there. I think um, the other song that I mentioned, was it Croatia? The, um, the one that's, is that right? Oh uh, Slovenia. Slovenia. Excuse me, excuse me, Slovenia. Yeah. That one. Our new friends Slovenia. Our new Slovenia. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just something that, that sort of takes you away and you're happily singing. But, yeah, there are lots of things that are, uh, I'm I'm afraid I'm not a fan of the Netherlands. I may have have enemies as a result, but I just don't understand. I think it's a great song. I just don't understand. Um,
1: it's okay for you to be wrong. It's thank
3: right. you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, I have it on a constant loop upstairs, um, and I, I play I play my Spotify playlist for my birds, and um, they're quite confused by many of the entries this year. So, um, But Netta, so far, has got them short. And happy, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining oh, thank us. You. Yeah, thank is, you. This is this
3: is like a you know bucket list life goal, right? Check it off right now. It's it's this is wonderful, and and uh, um, I can't wait to keep listening and hearing what you guys have to say coming going forward to all of the the different finals and semifinals and everything else.
4: That's
0: going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is a production of What Else Is On TV. Our Eurovision News and Entertainment Research Division Specialists are Ryan Brazell, Mike McComb, and Ben Smith. Special thanks to our guest this week, Barbara Sawhill. Follow our coverage of the 2018 Eurovision Song Contest at our website, eurowhat.com. You can also catch us on social media at EuroWhat, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. While you add the subscription, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. We'll be back with more Eurovision updates next week.